Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Aaron Ng and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and much, much more. We'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. A Happy New Year to all our Parent Ed Podcast listeners. 2020 has been a different sort of year. Work, school, and the way families spend time together had to change. Yet, some things remain the same. Children just want to have fun and to be loved. And parents want their children to be happy and and successful and grow up well. How has 2020 changed your perspective of parenting? Or has it not changed at all? Today, we have Eliza, a mother of three young men, to share with us her priorities as a parent and lessons she wished she learned when she was a younger mom. Welcome back, Eliza, to the Parent Ad Podcast. Hi, Aaron. Thanks. Thanks for having me back again. <laughs> well, maybe to start, could you introduce yourself, especially to all our new listeners? Yeah, okay. So, um, I'm Eliza. I am a working mom. I have three sons. I have been married for more than 20 years. So, my eldest is 20 and is currently in the army. The second and third are 19 and 14 and they are both studying. So, they are past, almost past the teenage years. Just left one more yeah. to go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are, we are, I'm really in a different season of my parenting now. But um, every season has its challenges and every season has its rewards and I enjoyed it all the way. Yeah. So, you know, we are in the new year. We are in January of 2021 and we just stepped into this year just wondering, wow, you know, 2020, uh, the things that have happened, uh, transitions that we had to go through. And then even as our family adapts to all these change, um, mm-hmm. did it change the way you parented your, your teenage boys or even, you know, as they uh, transitioned mm-hmm. through even to national service in the army? Um, did your parenting style or approach change at all? Okay, I, my, my parenting style changed over the years as the child, the children grew, definitely had to change because um, their needs were different and the way I related to them had to be different as well. So for 2020, um, what, made an impact was the fact that we had a lot of time together right I was thankful for as a result of uh, HBL and work from home my son would be sitting next to me doing his work while I was doing my work and even my eldest one who was uh, in the army he had days when he had to work from home too and we had many days when we went out for lunch together so the increased time together um, and opportunities connect um, really made a difference right yeah but of course, uh, in a sense, it also didn't change because um, many of the basics remained the same. I think um, the more mature parents will realize that no matter what age, children enjoy the connection. They You have to listen. You have to be attentive and interested in them, seizing the moments. These are all the same, right? But of course, in 2020, the time with them uh, was compressed. What might have taken me a year to achieve happened within the six months because we were thrown together so much. So, you know, I hear you mentioning about having that deeper connection with them because of the time. Um, Mm. And then also um, that you're just being able to relate with them on a 
uh, a day-to-day basis, the fact that you have mm. lunches together, which, you know, I think most parents don't have the luxury of having lunch with their children because they are at work. But this yeah. made a difference for you in this uh, 2020. Um, yeah. Can you tell us more maybe about, um, you know, when you were a younger parent, uh, were these some of the things that you wish you had? Um, yeah, I, I was privileged because for a long time, um, I was a stay-at-home mom. So I was with them. Um, very much so 24-7, you know, I chauffeured them, I cooked whatever little I could for them and I was beside them, coaching them in their study. So I had that. But um, as they grew a bit older, it was different. Um, Not so much that um, I had less time for them, but because they had less time for me and as teenagers, I had one who um, kept very different hours from me and um, I had to learn to like, stay up very late because he would want to share his heart at 2 a.m. And then, you know, um, talk to me till like 3 or 4. I mean, my husband has it worse because he tends to wake up. He tends to stay out a bit longer later than me. So my son will catch him when he's really early in the morning. Yeah, so all these um, uh, adjustments I, I had to make so that I could remain connected to them. And what it also means is that I had to be constantly um, ready for them when they are ready to share because it's no longer like, okay, let's have breakfast together because they all wake up at different times. And it's very difficult to like um, spend time around the dinner table because um, they have different priorities. So it's like anytime they want to you know spend time with you, I, I just have to be available. Like just before this, I drove my son to pick up some things he had bought online. And that was our time of connection. I seized the moment because that's what he gave me, you know, that one hour and it's precious. So how were you like then as a young mother? You know, you mentioned that you were a stay-at-home mom, but were you, uh, in, a, in a sense, uh, unsure about parenting? Or how were you when the, your first son came or uh, even after your second son came? When I was a young mother, actually, I would say that it's, now thinking back, right, um, it was easy to parent young children. I had very little problem parenting them before they were 12 because um, their needs were simple. Um, it's easy to love them because they are very cute, you know, um, generally uh, obedient. You know, they take everything I say, like the gospel truth, you know, and they'll just do that. It was um, challenging when they became teenagers. It became different because um, they started to uh, have different values. So they started to question some of the things that um, we would do as a family. The family routine changed. Um, and it was uh, very difficult for me. I think it was difficult because um, I couldn't shift. Where, whereas they shifted and, and they, they started to want to, to be more independent and more of their own space. Yeah, so... It was easier for me when I parented my third one. He became a teenager, but it wasn't so easy when um, I had my first and second. Mm. Yeah, so the the challenge was really there. And so that's my advice to younger parents, you know, which is to to be changing even as our children change. Yeah, and even for the younger age, right, um, I would say that with hindsight, I would have done certain things differently. Um, even for the times when they were before 12 because um, when you are a parent of a young child you don't think that they remember things you don't think that certain words that you say really matter until they grow older and they tell you and then you realise that oh actually 
you know, there are so many uh, missed opportunities and so many things that I would have done differently if mm. um, I could do it again. So what are some of your top priorities now, you know, that you are, uh, have gone through all the challenging years you mentioned earlier? Uh, what were some things that you wish you knew when you were starting out and, and maybe even as your children became teenagers? Now I realize that a lot of being an effective parent really is managing myself, you know, yeah. because sometimes when we adjust ourselves, the, the, the children's behavior naturally will adjust according to us. So I would say the first thing, you know, I, I need to constantly remind myself is to be happy parenting. Okay, the reason I say that is um, in a few years back, my son came to me and asked me, Mom, why are you always angry? You know, when he said this, I was quite shocked because um, I never thought that I was angry when I was relating to him because I, I loved my children and really enjoyed being with them. But he said that, yeah, you, you always look like you're angry. And I realized it's because um, when I'm home, right, I'm myself. And sometimes I, when I'm not intentionally smiling and intentionally, you know, engaging them emotionally, I, I look like I'm angry. And sometimes when I'm talking to them, I'm, I don't intentionally put on a smile because um, I'm used to relating to them that way, perhaps. And when they are younger, they are not so... Uh, no, they, are, they are not so aware of what's happening around them. They are not so aware of social cues. They are not like watching me all the time. But as they grow older, um, I think that's a really good thing that he, he went through. He started to watch people. They started to watch facial expression. He wanted to know whether perhaps um, people are um, pleased with him or, or not. And then he could adjust his behavior, right? And then he told me that and I realized that, hey, you know, if I am unhappy when I'm relating to my children, they will feel that either they, they did something wrong or I, I'm, I'm not, I, I, they are not important to me or it changes the way they relate to people as well. And I realized that, yeah, okay, so this is one thing, you know, the first thing is I, I need to constantly be remembering that, you know, I love them and I relate to them in, with joy. Right, so that's that's the first. The second thing is to always assume that my child has the best intentions at heart, but perhaps it's um, immature, and any bad behavior that he's exhibiting is because not because they are bad children, or of bad character, but they are simply incompetent. They are immature. They are growing up, um, trying to figure out the best way to do things, learning to be disciplined, learning to be on task. Yeah, I don't know whether this is typical, but I've, I frequently naturally assume the worst on my children. And mm. as they were growing up, I believe they were hurt many times and in many ways by me assuming that they were lazy, they were unwilling, they're trying to take the shortcuts in life, you know, and me trying to moralize everything that they do. But actually, they, they believe in doing the right thing. They want to do the right thing, but they are children and they are distracted and they need time to, you know, slowly to become more responsible. Yeah, so that's the second thing, you know, um, to always assume that at, at their heart, at their core, they want to do well, they want to do their best, they want to be good kids. Yeah, and then another thing that um, I learned that I need to do is to adjust, manage my expectation on my children's love for me. I remind myself that, you know, I choose to have children, I choose to have them, and my job is really to to love them and meet their needs and not the other way around. And I find that many parents have this expectation of their children. Um, my mom was that way and I was that, that way too. Like, you know, I 
gave birth to you and I'm so good to you. Why are you, why can't you even like share this cookie for me, uh, with me or, you know, help me um, uh, keep the plates and they seem so calculative in, in, in the way they relate to me versus the way I, I, I relate to them. You know, I, I think I'm being unconditional and, and sacrificial in my giving, but I don't see that, that return. And um, for a long while, I, I was unhappy with that. And later I realized that it is very unfair to them because they are children. They do not understand what it means to give of themselves because they are too young. They don't have that life experience to appreciate that. Our children will take us for granted for a long time. And until that, they realize that we are really the people who love them the most um, and they learn to appreciate it. Uh, it is very painful for the relationship to be you know, this way for me to expect something that um, they cannot give and it's not fair for me to expect. Yeah, so mm. there's this expecta- uh, management expectation, especially in the teenage years. So actually, you know, um, from what you have mentioned so far, right, actually I think mm. parents have, um, they take it too hard on themselves sometimes. You know, they're, they're, they're this, on this serious mode and then they're uh, presuming the worst of the children and yeah. yet at the same time, they don't, uh, they, they just feel that, hey, my, my son, my daughter is taking things for granted. They're not responding back yeah. to me. But yeah. from what you're saying, actually the children may not understand what's going on yet. They're still growing. They're still learning. And it's really yeah. unfair also for us to place a kind of judgment on them so early. Mm-hmm. Like You can't imagine a, a four-year-old or five-year-old if they make a mess and then you're scolding them and saying that, hey, you know, I prepared yeah. this food for you. But to them, they're like, I'm careless, right? I, I, I don't know how. Yeah. So yeah. maybe just for parents to be a bit more relaxed on themselves. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I think that for me, I think I, I need to more to be more chill as a parent because sometimes we expect them to do something maybe within a month. But actually, mm. they might have done it in the second month, but it's but because they didn't do it in one month, you know, I harp on it and they just get upset and they decide that, no, I wouldn't even do it at all. I wouldn't even try. So that is a problem. And then I, I think you brought up a very good point when you talk about the four and a five-year-old because um, now that my children are older and I have a, a 14-year-old whom I'm paying a, a lot more attention to, and I think back and I realize that, you know, even for my older ones, when they were 14, they were 13, actually they were not mature. And I recall and I realized that at that age, I expected a lot more from them that I'm expecting um, compared to what I'm expecting from my youngest now. And I think that it was so unfair. And no wonder for so many years, you know, my children were bitter towards me because um, I had really been very exacting of my demands of them and it's beyond what they can do. And um, I had made them feel that they are bad, you know, they are not trying and, um, you know, they perhaps, you know, don't deserve my love as a result of this. And these are things that I wish I could take back, but I can't. So I do my best right now, you know, going forward to just stop doing it. Yeah, I realize that children are forgiving towards us, um, but we have to show the the change. Yeah, and especially teenagers, I have learned that um, sorry is not good enough. Of course, you need to learn to say sorry all the time, but what they really want to see is a change. And mm. so I've learned to maybe do the, make that change, you know, um, meet their needs in very um, physical way, like um, not necessarily buy them a new phone all the time, but maybe baking some cookies, you know, 
giving them an ice cream that they like and and that patches the relationship and then after that say sorry and after they have seen the change in behavior they decide that yeah okay fine i think they are really sorry yeah and, and that works better from what i'm hearing is that it's also really about the relationship it's not about the things that you're doing or the things that you um you know you spend money on but the fact that you when you spend time and you are engaged with yep. your child um, whether you when you make a mistake you actually apologize sincerely i think your child mm. understands that and i think even as a young um, toddler or all the way to a teenager they will relate mm. with you in that way if there are some practical things you can share um, for parents as they step into 2021 like what are some things that you can do to help yourself to to do all the above that you mentioned Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I really before I go into that, I really like what you said, which is that um, as uh parents earlier on, you know, not to too not to be too hard on ourselves, you know, and um just enjoy the children, you know, that you, uh, whom you have. Okay, so for me, um, I use this uh, acronym SML to help me. I, I like it because it actually, if you pronounce it, it says smile. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it says small, medium, large because um, I think it also reminds me that our children, they were small. Remember them when they were small, you know, they are so cute and lovable when they are small. And as they grow older, we need to adjust and, and change, right? So as basically uh, stands for smile. So it's why I said, you know, enjoy your children, smile at them, you know, relate to them with joy. Let them enjoy every moment with you. Right, and M stands for manage, manage ourselves, manage um, my expectation, manage my moods, perhaps when, mm. when I interact with them, manage um, what I expect of, of their behavior as well. Yeah, and then L stands for listen, I think listening is so important, you know, um, listen to their interests, to listen to what's on their heart and always be prepared to listen when they are ready to speak. Uh, you never know when that is going to happen. And um, yeah, it doesn't take much actually for our children to speak to us because every human being desire connection and our children definitely, they love talking to us. They started talking to us when they were toddlers. We were the only ones who will be patient enough to try to figure out what they say. You know, it, it is the same even as they grow older. So being a good listener for our children, that's the best thing we can do for them. So that's a S for smile, M for manage. And L for listen. So that's SML thing for us to practice in 2021. Uh, Eliza, what is one last thing you would like to share with our parents who are listening in? This is a lesson that I had to learn through many years and months of doubts, but I believe it now, which is that our children love us. They do. We were their heroes, you know, because when they were one, they were two, we took care of them, we brought them up and we could do things that, these amazing things that they could not do. And this connection was deeply ingrained with them. And uh, sometimes our children get upset with us because they feel that, you know, why is mommy like this? Why is daddy like that? He was not like this, you know. So I think there will be difficulties in our life. Parenting itself, you know, stresses in life cause us to make mistakes or we simply drift apart. But if you really want to restore that relationship, it can be done. Just remember, SML, smile, manage, and listen. Thank you, Eliza. So let's try to be parents who can SMNL in 2021. You know, we need to be intentional in parenting differently from how we are used to. And thank you, Eliza, for just being with us and for sharing your your insights and, and your experiences 
um, for this uh, aspect. So thank you so much, Eliza. Thank you. So that's all we have for today's episode of the Parent Ed Podcast. If you have any other questions as a parent that we can help you with, write to us at parented at family.org.sg. That's P-A-R-E-N-T-E-D at family.org.sg. Or you can also subscribe to our monthly e-newsletter. That's www.family.org.sg slash subscribe. So that's all that we have for today's episode of the Paranet Podcast. This is Aaron signing off. Have a great week with your family. Mm-hmm.